gracious light Pure brightness of the ever-living Father in heaven Oh, Jesus Christ Gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living Father in heaven, O Jesus Christ. Welcome to this second in our series of Advent Reflections in Music and Poetry and Prayer. We're covering the four Sundays up to Christmas Day. My name is Richard Marsh. I'm the Dean of Killaloo. This evening we began with that great hymn of the church, the Fossilarian, the Song of the Light. O gladsome light of the holy glory of that immortal Father, heavenly Holy, blessed Jesus Christ. Now that we have come to the setting of the sun and behold the light of the evening, we praise you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for it is right at all times to worship you with voices of praise. O Son of God, the giver of life, therefore all the world glorifies you. By day the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me a prayer to the God of my life. O Emmanuel, our King and our Lawgiver, the hope of the nations and their Saviour, come and save us, O Lord our God. Almighty God, grant this grace to your people, that we may be vigilant for the coming of your only Son, that as our Saviour taught us, we may prepare our souls like blazing lamps to meet him, through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our poetry this evening comes from the African-American writer Robert Hayden and is called Those Winter Sundays. 
Sundays, too, my father got up early and put his clothes on in the blue-back cold. Then with cracked hands that ached from labour in the weekday weather made banked fires blaze. No one ever thanked him. I'd wake and hear the cold splintering, breaking. When the rooms were warm, he'd call, and slowly I would rise and dress, fearing the chronic angers of that house, speaking indifferently to him who had driven out the cold and polished my good shoes as well. What did I know? What did I know of love's austere and lonely offices? Cross 
Hear the Gospel of our Saviour Christ according to St Mark. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the Baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptised by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptised you with water, but he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We're at a stressful time of the year, aren't we? A stressful time in our families and our communities, a stressful time as we look at what's going on around the world. But how do we use this time now, this time of waiting for the coming again of the Lord? It's a challenge to use this time well. It's an opportunity to recover the gift of contemplation, the gift of discernment, to identify where the gifts of this time are, where the opportunities lie, and then look to a future we can and need to shape for that much-hailed new normal, whatever that might look like. It's a time of the desert, a time in the wilderness. And it's when we're here in our wilderness that we give ourselves the chance to listen to God, to allow God to speak to us about his plan for our lives in our own desert. We're walking alongside those who are called by God. Perhaps we begin to glimpse this sketchy figure of John the Baptist who appears across the sand in front of our silent screen because he's inviting us to make the space in our lives for the Lord, for the one who comes to us as the God made human. And so human, he loves us infinitely, wants the best for us in our lives, yearns to show us again his mercy, his compassion, wherever we are. And wherever we are in our lives, it's no accident. It's part of a great plan that God has. And John comes onto the scene at a moment in the life of a people. When we're despairing at the moment of our lowest ebb, Christ comes and John foretells his coming, calling us to return to trust in him. So we're called to be aware of the private wilderness in which we live, in solitude and silence in these last days before Christmas. As you contemplate your desert, does it reveal challenges in our own personal lives or maybe clouds of doubt about being a Christian, about faith, about, all, about everything we're going through? 
Advent calls us into the desert with John to bring us to the oasis of our lives, to point in hope and trust to the Lord's coming among us. And wherever you are on your journey in life, take heart from this, that he will visit us again to bring all things in heaven and earth to the fullness of a new creation, where suffering, doubt, sin, death will be no more. We're being invited there to see his presence among us now, to drink from the living streams which flow from the Lord's side and spill out into the life of fellowship, to renew the promises made at our own baptism by water and the Spirit, the Spirit truly here inside each one of us, to know again the God of reconciliation, to know deeply God's mercy and compassion flowing out to us, reaching out to us in Jesus' humanity, softening and transforming our reluctant hearts, finding in the life of the church the God who in Jesus has sacrificed himself for us so that we may be freed from the fear of death and our own human tendency to turn away from what is good for us. Here and now, John the Baptist calls us towards him in his desert place and points us forward in joyful expectation. With him we look to the bank of the Jordan across the misty river, to the land beyond the wilderness in us all, to the one who is greater than our daily expectations. He is the one who sheds rays of light on our clouds of doubt, the one who is total mercy, total compassion, total love, in whose voice is now for us the word. No mirage, no ghost, but as a God who is real, enfleshed, here in our midst and our will. We know in certain hope he will visit us again, the God of Jesus Christ, the Word incarnate. And we move forward in certain hope that in God, because Advent is not about making us worthy, it's about a certain hope that Christ is coming again to make a dwelling place in us. Through the witness of our lives, the Word of God, the way, the truth and the life can break through the wilderness around us and even in the most silent human desert can speak joy to our world again. Amen. One. Two, one, two, three. kind
Let us pray. In this season of expectation, we prepare to welcome Christ Jesus, Messiah, into the bustle of our lives and the hard-to-find moments of solitude. We prepare to welcome Christ Jesus, Messiah, into our homes and situations, along with friends and families. We prepare to welcome Christ Jesus, Messiah, into our hearts and those often hidden parts of our lives. We prepare to welcome Christ Jesus, Messiah, for beneath the surface of our story is an inescapable fact. You entered this world as vulnerable as any one of us in order to nail that vulnerability to the cross. Our fears, our insecurities and our sins, all that can separate us from God, exchanged by your grace for love. We cannot comprehend the reasoning, only marvel that salvation comes to us through a baby born in a stable and reaches out to a world in need. In this season of anticipation, we prepare to welcome Christ Jesus, Messiah. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Come.